welcome to the Multi Multi Podcast. We are recording live from the Multi Summit that is happening where a bunch of multi-site churches are getting together uh, to learn and grow together. And we are featuring an episode all about women in multi-site ministry. But before we introduce all the women gathered around the table, uh, we're literally hanging out Uh, with coffee and it's amazing but I just want to remind our listeners that the vision of this podcast is to equip the churches who are entering or who have already um, entered multi-site student ministry and we hope to share what we have learned what we are learning especially what we are learning as we make mistakes and figure things out and just have those conversations along the way I'm Gina Abbas I'm one of the hosts of the multi multi podcast I just want to take a moment and have everyone around this table introduce yourself who you are what you do and just a little quick blurb of how did you get into multi-site student ministry all right who's going first let's have okay Mary you're totally you're totally up everyone pointed at you uh, if you guys, like I mentioned, we're hanging out literally around a table with coffee at the multi-summit, and Mary has been so awesome to get to know, and we all pointed at her and said, introduce yourself first. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, hi. Um, my name is Mary Spadia. I'm a student director at Woodside Bible Church in Troy. Um, yeah. Um, I work with our new here friend. Um, I oversee our social media, new here and engagement. I don't really know what that means, but it's fun. Um, I had really great um, directors and leaders when I was a student, and it really encouraged me to want to uh, be able to pour into students, girls especially, just as they go through middle and high school so that they don't have a terrible time like I did. And I've gotten to know Mary a tiny bit. One of the things that I've noticed about you is what she had shared is that she um, got into ministry at like her home church and just really has been mentored and growing. And I think it's so cool. I think as I'm like a little older youth pastor and one of the greatest things that exist is when one of your students grows up to like be in ministry and then gets to be like a coworker with you. I love your story so much, Mary. All right, next to Mary. Uh, hi, my name is Shanna Craig, and I also work at Woodside Bible Church, and Mary and I actually share an office, um, <laughs> two peas in a pod here, and my title specifically is, um, well, it's Director of Student Ministries, but my focus in that is programming, and so I oversee everything that goes into our middle school and high school uh well, they're combined now, so it's one night. But also with that, with COVID, have adapted to um, a video producer, which is super fun. You feel like a YouTuber. Um, and <laughs> outside of that, I help with discipleship of our young women um, and worship. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of um, evolving as the times need you to. But um, what got me into ministry in the first place was just the Lord's calling on my life. And it was not what I picked for myself. I watched my dad do youth ministry. And there were great moments and there were really hard moments. And so it was not something I would have picked for myself, but the Lord knows me better than I do. And I could not imagine a better job for myself to this day. Uh, It is so stinking fun. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. (laughs) Shanna, I didn't know you were a pastor's kid. Your dad was a youth pastor. Okay. Uh, Before we, I got to just pause there real quick. Uh, 
What advice, those of us that are doing multi-site ministry as a mom or a dad, what advice do you have for us to not ruin our children? (laughs) I hope my dad doesn't listen to this. (laughs) No, he was awesome. Um, I would say like something that I even talked about with my parents the other day, just as they were reflecting on their time as parents. I was an only child, so I was their one and done. Um, but they said that they wish that they would have just allowed me to be myself and not what they wanted me to be. Um, but would have just like taken more time to get to know me and who I was becoming, um, and allowed me to be the age that I was and not putting any of their own expectations on me, um, and allowing me to grow that way. So, I mean, that was a pretty powerful thing to hear now as an adult. Um, but that is something that I think I would encourage anyone who, has kids um and just we it's really easy to put expectations on your kids when you are leading a ministry and you want them to be a certain way um but just allowing them to you know grow in the giftings and the talents that they have go through the things that they're going through and then just continue to show up like that's the biggest thing a kid needs so um that's my advice to all you parents out there who are you know pastoring your children (laughs) that that's so good thanks for sharing that and before we uh introduce our next guest on the podcast I first have to say that I was having lunch with someone and um she works in HR and just is the super awesome person and she's like so who is like your work best friend like who do you have that she's like because if you are going to stay at your church and you're going to like your job you need a work best friend and I would like yes she's sitting next to me and she and I dragged her to this podcast tell us who you are what you do and a little snapshot of how you got into ministry first that's really mean to tell me you're my work best friend for the first time and then tell me to talk into a microphone it's horribly mean but so kind and so nice I love you um yeah my name is Chelsea Van Nord I work with Gina at Harbor Churches I'm a students director at our South Harbor campus so I oversee Midland High School help with our summer camps and all the other duties as assigned that happened when you're in youth ministry and multi-site world and all the flexibility that that connects. Um, I started volunteering at the church that I work at now. Um, so kind of like Mary's story, but much shorter. So that was college instead of in second grade. <laughs> um, so a little bit of a shorter time <laughs> that I've spent there. Um, but it was being mentored by somebody and some that pastor is actually Gina's campus pastor um, telling me that it was something I was really good at. And just mm-hmm. those I see in you conversations are so important. And so I'm here now doing that um I think that's about it about me no thanks for sharing that Chelsea um and I think that's one of the things that I love about um coming to a multi-site summit like the one that we're at is that you just get to meet other really neat people doing ministry and just watching Mary and Shanna you guys seem to be uh work best friends maybe you're not but I get it seems like you are And I think that's something that's so fun because in ministry, you tend to work in a job that's dominated by a lot of like men. There's like a lot of guy pastors, especially a lot of guy pastors doing multi-site student ministry. So it's so fun to meet other women that are like doing what you're doing and to have friends that are also doing what you're doing. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not super into fantasy football or and I'm not really awesome at like playing basketball. And yeah, I don't March Madness brackets. <laughs> are you kidding me? 
So it can be like a challenge feeling connected on a team when you're so outnumbered or you don't, you're like, I'm just not into that. Uh, so that brings me to my first question. And uh, I just want to know what is a challenge that you have faced as a woman in youth ministry that might be unique to being female on staff and ministry? I can go. Um, when I started at uh, our original campus, um, I was the only woman on our students team. Um, it was the first woman I think we'd ever had. Maybe there had been one person before. Um, so to come onto a team that was full of men and have never, never having done this job before, I think there was like intimidation and a lack of knowledge and then just a completely different culture to walk into a space like that. Um, and it's so interesting, our team has now almost completely flipped, and so it's almost completely women. We have one lone guy, he's a, on a lonely island all by himself. Um, but So it's actually weird coming to this summit today, or to the last couple of days, because I'm so used to being on a team full of women, and then to come to a conference where it's almost all guys. It's just such a different flip. Um, oh, that's the nice, lovely sound of... Sorry, Joe and Tyler and all the people who have to edit this. Um, no, but to come to a conference where it's just a, it's a different dynamic and to have it be completely dominated in that space just changes like conversation style. And um, yeah, I think the big one was um, not feeling like I could, I was seen or I could speak or that I, like that my opinion when it differed from the group um, felt like I had to fight through that level of, I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't think I knew what I was doing. Like my gut instincts actually mattered yeah. in big ways. So. Yeah, that's good. The unique voice you bring and it matters. Yeah, that's good. Shanna or Mary, I want to just share something that you've noticed or experienced that's a challenge for being a female in multi-site student ministry. Uh, yeah, I can actually piggyback just a little bit off of the kind of ending note for what Chelsea shared. And that is like, valuing your voice as a woman in leadership because I think while I was going to Bible college there was just like and this was also some immaturity in me but there's that you know fight for wanting to be recognized and not being put down as a woman and like being automatically like assigned to kids ministry or admin work um which is neither of which is my gifting <laughs> truthfully um but like wanting to be recognized for what the Lord had done in my life and was going to do in and through me. But um, I think something that was like a unhealthy thing within me was feeling like I had to lead like a man and that I couldn't lead out of the special gift that it is to just be a woman um, and that we are made in God's image and that there is a particular design that he gave just to us to reflect him that like man can't. And there's things that we can't reflect that men do um, of just the image of God. And so I've had to learn the beauty and just leading like a woman. I even had a coworker tell me one time, bless his heart. He's one of my dear friends, but he said, Shan, I love that you lead like a man. And I'm like, Oh, that actually rubs me the wrong way. Because even though that's something that I've been trained to do, there is so much value in being a woman and the, the grace and the wisdom that comes from our unique design, um, and the ways that we get to reflect God's image by being a woman. And so I think that is actually something that I've had to kind of wrestle through alongside of like, you know, just being in a, a more male dominated field. And I remember my Bible classes were mostly with guys and there were always just interesting comments that were made that I didn't super appreciate or love. Um, but I think even within myself, I had to accept myself as a woman, 
um, and that there was beauty in that and that it wasn't something that I needed to be afraid of or that I needed to fight against. But it's just like, no, God wants to use me as I am in my gender um, to to amplify and be an example to young women later on. So um, I think for me, it's just been hard because I'm the baby of the team. So not only am I young, but I'm also a girl. And so I think like I always thought I could only know really how to do crafts. I only know how to help when people cry. And I do, but there's also more to that. My role's not necessarily just affirmed by like my coworkers, but it's also like affirmed by God that I have gifts and I have talents and um, I'm able to pour into students just like anyone else. And that is what God has called me to do. And that's a good thing. <laughs> I love that. It's like you are called to do this and you get to step confidently into that calling just as you are. And it doesn't matter how old you are or your gender. You're like, God called you and you're stepping up. That's awesome. I love that so much. Uh, okay, here's my next question for us. Um, oh, you know what? I should share a challenge because I've been doing this a while. Um, I think one of the things I learned early on is that I would get frustrated by things I couldn't do that I really wanted to do. And I would just notice that, hey, you're a guy and you get to do this and this. And you also get seem to get paid a lot more. Oh, and it came oh, to this. Uh, <laughs> but what I learned is that I didn't have to stay there. Like I could, there are so many churches and different places to do ministry that all I had to do is just kind of listen for what God had for me that was better. Where can I go and be completely myself and do the thing that I know I'm gifted to do and what, what environment would allow me to do that? And maybe it is staying wherever you're staying and you're like, no, I want to do this and this and I don't need to do those other things. But you're like, what if those other things are the things you really want to do, but your context won't let you do that? Um, so I think that's a challenge that I discovered as I, when I was younger in ministry. And now I just, I just know what kind of like, okay, I need to be in a church that's like this. Um, and what's really, really important to know is like, what is your theology around being a woman in ministry? You need to know that because it helps you be in a church where you're not going to be continually frustrated or where you're just going to be confident knowing that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and what you're called to be doing. But that's one of my challenges I wanted to share. And it feels like, too, with that, to know the theology of your church and to know the theology of your leadership when it comes around that, too. So if you're in a space to have a good understanding of how they see your role and where you can and can't go. And if your church has a, like, cultural, like, roadblock for women and, like, what does that do for you? Like, can you function in that space? Can you be integrated? And does it allow you to thrive? Because if you're, if you're not integrated in your space you're actually not allowing your church to be able to be working towards the kingdom and I will say like knowing the theology well it ultimately comes down to you need to know who God says you are and you need to know like the giftings the spiritual giftings that he's given you um, but also like the biblical truth behind like the beauty of being a woman um, and that there is actually so much freedom and so much good that comes with being God's daughter um, and that empowers you then to do your job and to do it well, rather than like wondering what you can do uh, when you are familiar and know what God has said about you all throughout scripture, what he has given us, then you will be empowered to do exactly what he's called you to do because you know that you can um, and you know exactly where like that truth comes from. Yeah, that's so helpful. Like leaning into those spaces that allow you to lead as God made you, mm -hmm. but you need to know how did God make you? 
what gifts did he give you? How can you best use that as a woman? Uh, all right, here's an, a question I have for you. We're all doing multi-site youth ministry, um, and that comes with a multitude of um, extra work sometimes, extra challenges. It's just a little bit different than being just in a one location doing youth ministry that's not in that context. Just what is something that you've learned that you know right now that you kind of wish you knew when you started that has just helped you to thrive in a multi-site setting with all the complexities of that? <laughs> Mary. Um, I think I've definitely learned that no one is your enemy and you're all on the same team so leveraging the teamwork the people leveraging them for the gifts that they have and just working together and not taking everything on your own and just actually being humble enough to reach out and be like hey i need help i think that's been huge because then you get so much more done and it's not about yourself and it's for the kids and it's just so good when you you know sharing and kind (laughs) yeah Um, I will say something that even was brought up today at the multi-site conference that um, Vince Parker kind of challenged me with, not like in a personal conversation, but just what he was saying (laughs) from stage. (laughs) He was one of the speakers and it was amazing. He did so It was like one of those moments when like the preacher is speaking directly to you, but they're not actually speaking directly to you and they might not even remember that they said the thing that changes your whole life. Yeah, I was looking at him while we were at Foling, just a quick side note, and I was just like, do you know what you did to me today? Do you understand like the way you impacted me? I don't think you do. (laughs) 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 Just staring him down. So Vince, if you're listening to this, you impacted me. Thank you. You, The Holy Spirit used you, so thank you so much. Um, But something that I like wish I would have focused more on when I started was the why behind what we do. Um, Because I think it's so easy to get frustrated with all that you're asked to do and tasked to do. Um, And it's really hard to believe the best about the people that you're working with and they're just asking you to do more and more and more and more. It's just like, hi, I'm going upwards of 80 hours at this point and I just don't know if I can continue doing this forever and ever and ever, I can't. Um, And so like remembering why you're doing what you're doing, but also remembering what your giftings are. And if you are not in a sweet spot with like what you have been gifted to do, then you need to start delegating and handing those things off because the ship will continue to run without you. When you eventually burn out, they will find someone to replace you. Um, So don't let yourself burn out, like empower other people to do the things that you don't necessarily want to do and aren't like totally thriving in um, so that you can focus on those things that you really value within your job and within Uh, the giftings that the Lord has given you. And for me, that is so much just empowering young women to then go be leaders in the church um, and showing them how it's done. But I can't do that if I'm bogged down by the 20,000 other tasks that we have. But we can hand off to very capable volunteers um, and students as well. So I think that's something that I wish I knew in the beginning because I remember feeling so stressed by all that we were asked to do um, and have had seasons where that definitely oscillates more than others. Um, and so learning to empower other people to do my job for me so that I can do the things that I'm actually really gifted in, um, that's been huge. That's that's so big. Um, I think the biggest one was asking for help is okay. Like you do not have to be perfect at it the first time that these are all people on your team and that if you don't have an answer, like that is okay. Like we all, the beauty of multi-site is that hopefully your team is full of different people who all have different skill sets and to use Gina's favorite fa- phrase, like stacking hands with each other allows us to work harder together. 
Um, so I wish I had known that asking for help doesn't mean that you're failing at something necessarily. Um, and that might've just been a me thing. Um, and then the other one I think is to make decisions out of your values. So it's not personal. I think sometimes when you're in decision-making rooms and you're all equal as far as your roles go and, but you have to make a decision, it can become really personal, really fast of maybe this is my philosophy or that person's philosophy. But if the focus is the values of your ministry and what the wins of your ministry are, you're all going to be able to come to a decision that you can all work through. And that is going to be for students or parents or leaders or whatever that space looks like. Um, and it allows egos to kind of take a backseat instead and allow like, where are we supposed to be going and how are we going to do that together to happen? I love that. The, um, something <laughs> you've learned that you wish you knew when you started, I keep thinking about that question and, um, and for starting multi-site ministry and things that I've learned now. I think what I continue to remind myself is like, you are not by yourself. It's kind of like, you, you know that you're like, yeah, of course we have God and the Holy spirit and we have people but um, I think the beauty of multi-site is this constant reminder that you are not alone. Uh, whether it's your other campuses that you're networking with and hanging out with and brainstorming problems together with, or it's something like this, this multi-site summit, um, where there's other people that are trying to figure it out too. So you don't have to start from scratch. You are not alone. And if you don't solve it today, guess what? It'll still be there next week or next month. And if you can't solve it by yourself, we will solve this together. Um, and there's just a lot of encouragement in that because doing multi-site ministry can feel so overwhelming sometimes because you're like, I'm never going to get all the systems and processes right. And there's this thing we keep working on and we never seem to quite get there. And it's just like, hey, take a breath, take care of you, take care of you first and then together, like Chelsea just said, we'll stack hands and we'll figure it out. Yeah, we have those bingo words, those words we say over and over, and stacking hands is one of them. But I love it. It's this reminder that it's not just me. Yeah. Any other things to add? I think there's always a lot that you can say as a woman in ministry. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing is like, Ladies, we we need to continue to support each other, um, especially within the church. Like there is so much room for competition, I think, um, because there are less of us that we want to be the ones to shine. But we really just need to continue amplifying each other's voices and encouraging each other to keep going and keep pursuing Christ in the most loving and kind way that we can um, and empowering our other sisters and be like, yeah, you're killing it. You're doing great. I see you, and I'm not trying to challenge you. I'm just trying to come alongside of you because this is hard to do alone, just as you just said, and we shouldn't have to feel like we're on an island. Like, we mm -hmm. should feel like we're surrounded by our sisters in Christ, and we're a part of a family. Yeah. I think, too, with that, like, coaching and mentorship matter so much, mm -hmm. and I think having, a, especially a woman who's been doing ministry, hopefully for a little bit longer than you have or has some extra tricks or tips up their sleeve. Wow, that's right. a really different <laughs> phrase to say. Um, so having like mentorship matters. Um, and for me, actually, what's been really helpful is having someone outside of a ministry context who can be a mentor, because I think mm -hmm. sometimes we forget that ministry space and um, like secular space or outside space um, actually have like outside space has a lot to teach us. Um, and sometimes those worlds get super divided. Um, so finding somebody who just thinks differently than you do, mm -hmm. who can see through you, 
Um, Because I think we like to put on a really brave face for our therapist, for our coaches, for all these Mm -hmm. other people. So someone who um, you can be vulnerable with and can really ask them to really dig in with you. Um, And then who are you pouring into, too? Because we don't just want to be vessels that keep being poured into Mm -hmm. and not have anywhere to go with that. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Like, continue to learn from people who are older than you and younger than you. I think that's something I really tried to live into as I've been doing student ministries always. Who's done, who's, who's in the next phase? Um, so I'm at the age room, like, okay, who's already raised their kids and done this that I can learn from. And then who are the younger leaders that I can keep around me and continue to learn from as well. As we wrap up our women in multi-site uh, episode. Just share real quick, um, where can our listeners find you if they want to connect with you, get encouragement from you, coaching, you know, are you, you on TikTok, Instagram, I don't know, share your stuff. <laughs> it was, I'm, All right. Shanna, you, you can go find for me it. me on Instagram. Uh, follow me at, at Shanna's Graham. That is my <laughs> handle. And it has been since I was 16. <laughs> And it will never change. <laughs> um, sadly, I had to go and look at what my Instagram handle was because I couldn't remember. Or your church one if you yeah, want to go no. that route. Um, yeah, I mean, people can find me. I'm a TikTok lurker, so I only have like two TikToks <laughs> I ever made. And the first one, I got really excited because it had like 3,000 views in like a day. And then Ooh. the next one got 16. And so that really like put me back in my like humble <laughs> mode of lurking for the rest of forever. So I have a couple TikToks, but um, you can find me on TikTok as Chapchels or on um, Instagram as C Van Nerd. Two ends in there. I love that. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Mary Aspasia with two Y's, and I have my Visco link. And I love being a secret Visco girl. So. <laughs> secret. <laughs> Oh, you can find us um, at, nope, yep, at WS underscore Troy. That is our Instagram page for our church student ministry, and it's good. It's kind of fun to, like, hear the people who are actually, like, <laughs> running the thing, but are, like, behind the scenes. Right. You're, like, the director, basically, so. Mary is the director of our Instagram. <laughs> she rocks it. Uh, you can connect with us at Multi Multi Podcast, and then if you want to reach out to me, I'm at Youth Leader Gina on everything. Um. <laughs> Literally everything. Yeah. It's your login oh, wait, to all I, the things. I'll share something, and I'll see if it gets edited out. Uh, <laughs> I'm at Youth Leader Gina. Someone's like, oh, are you at Youth Leader Gina? Because you're a girl. Because <laughs> I'm a female in youth ministry. I'm like, okay, whatever. I know. How do we recover from this? Straight face. Like, how do you respond? Yeah, it's just. It, it's hilarious. Uh, anyways, thanks for listening to our multi, multi women in multi site episode. And um, please leave a review, like us, share us with your friends, and share what you're learning with us. We'd love to just continue this conversation with other women in multi site uh, youth ministry. And thanks for listening. Bye.